very warm welcome to the Choshev guests, all of you that are here really. When Matt told me about the idea that he had of coming to Eretz Yisrael and bringing a whole group of friends with him, I was very impressed because my rabbi, I, I, when I was 16 years old, I grew up in Brooklyn and my parents are Holocaust survivors from, you know, I, I, I can't imagine how but they remained religious, Baruch Hashem, both parents. I, they put me in Torvadas, Yeshiva Torvadas, for elementary school and the beginning of high school, then switched me to BTA, because people told them that if you want your son to go to a good college, he's not going to do it from Torvadas. They didn't know and I didn't know what Hashem's plan for me was, but it all worked out fabulous. But at the age of 16, I was in, I was in at that time I was already in BTA, second year high school, and a friend of mine asked me if I want to go to a shir at night. And at the time, I wasn't searching. I hadn't, you know, I, I didn't know how much I didn't know about Yiddishkeit growing up in a from house and going to Yeshiva Torvadas. I didn't know that what I, what I knew about Yiddishkeit was literally a drop, a drop in the bucket. Compared to, we talk about Shas, you know, people today, Dafyomi, this, that. 60, 70 years ago, it wasn't so popular. And in most yeshivas, you learn 15 blot a year. So you have to live 300 years or so to, to get through, you know, and, and there weren't that many people living 300 years. And Shulchan Aruch was not, not a topic in, in Orthodox yeshiva. You know, there's so many things that were left out. And the stories of the Gemara for girls, so it leaves very little for, for a nice Jewish boy to be learning. But at the time, I, I felt a gift from Hashem, literally, that I, I was a little on the shy side, and it was easier to say yes than to say no thanks. So I said, okay. And he invited me to a shir, didn't tell me anything about it, you know, just a shir. And I walk into the shir, and it's in a Sephardic shul, first time in my life that I set foot in a Sephardic, a Syrian shul in Brooklyn. And the rabbi walks in, and he's clean-shaven, no beard at all, no hat, in those days, it wasn't so popular in the Syrian community for a rabbi to wear a hat. Sits down, and he starts giving a shear on Ein Yaakov, stories of the Gemara. And it was interesting. Interesting, he was, they were learning Ksubis at the time, and I hadn't learned Ksubis yet, so it was stories that I hadn't heard. Interesting and everything. And after the shear, at the end of the shear, the rabbi, my friend introduced me to the rabbi, and the rabbi says, I hope we'll see you tomorrow night. And I remember I wasn't thinking of coming the next night. It was twice a week because we had Hebrew finals, which in BTA and the yeshivas and at that time was sort of a joke compared to the yeshivas I had gone through before Torvadas. wasn't a big deal. But somehow the way that this rabbi said it, you know, he wasn't a, he didn't scream or yell, spoke very regular. But the Gemara says, Kol mi sheyeshbo yira shamayim dvorov nishmoyim. Person who has real Yerushalayim, when he says something, it penetrates. So I guess it penetrated, and I showed up the next day, and I started coming, and I started seeing like a different level of Yiddishkeit than anything I had been exposed to before, and not a, like a different league. Anytime he spoke about, you know, he was teaching Gemara and Yaakov, but with such clarity, number one, and like every word in the Gemara, this is the word of Hashem, this is Hashem speaking, you know, that level of importance to it and everything. And I remember one of the things, you know, a couple of months into the year, the rabbi is leaving, where he's going? He's going to Eretz Yisrael. Really? With who or what? And I found out that this was something he was doing on a regular basis. He had an incredible love for Eretz Yisrael, and he couldn't wait to get there again, to go again. And a lot of the Syrian businessmen, to them it wasn't a big deal. Rabbi, let's go. We'll go for two days. We'll go for three days. We'll go for a week. You know, credit card, boom, let, let's do it, you know. So, and he ended up making from 1948 till 1976, he made 53 trips to Eretz Yisrael. In those days, we talk, talk about those that know it wasn't anything like today. He had a tremendous, he originally wanted to move to Eretz Yisrael, but he was being very successful in Kirov. He was teaching in those days in a Talmud Torah. Talmud Torah means, you know, when kids go to public school, and at 11, 12 years old, they come for bar mitzvah lessons, you know. Parents don't keep shy, you know, the guy's going to put on tefillin at his bar mitzvah and then put him away, you know, for, for, his, for his kids. And he was having a success rate of like 90 to 100% of those kids being registered in the Mir Yeshiva, you know, 
and, and some of it was war with parents. Parents called the police on him. Parents called the FBI. He's kidnapping kids. You know, he's trying to convert. Parents tried to force their kids to get in, go into a car on Shabbos. Kid puts out his arm and says, cut off my arm. I'm not going into the car. You know, that kind of thing. But, you know, learning about Yiddishkeit. So he, and he wanted to settle in Eretz Yisrael, and his rov told him at the time, Eretz Yisrael is Kodesh. A beard and payas is Kodesh. What you're doing in America is Kodesh Kadoshim. He said, for now, you need to be there. He said, if you see that you're not having any new students at all, then maybe you can come. But until then, that's your mission. And the fact that you love Eretz Yisrael so much, I give you a bracha that you should be able to, to come. And sure enough, he made trip. Number one, he had a brother-in-law who was wealthy who bought him an apartment in Geula on Rehov Hoshea for $17,000 in those days. In the early 60s, a two-bedroom, small, very small, but a two-bedroom. Excuse me? No. Unfortunately, after my mother-in-law passed, I ended up marrying his daughter, and he passed away at a very young age, 56 years old. My mother-in-law lived longer to about 70, and afterwards, the kids ended up selling it. My, my wife felt terrible, didn't want to sell that apartment, know how, for, not just for financial reasons, obviously, but ended up selling it for about 250 you know. Yeah. I'm saying that, I don't have to tell you how, what real estate is in Eretz Yisrael now, you know, Baruch Hashem. But the point being that a, a tremendous, tremendous deep love for Eretz Yisrael that he shared with all of his students. And one of the things that I, I found and found out was that it wasn't like he was nuts, it wasn't that he was crazy, or this is part of authentic Judaism. You know, the more I, the more I learned, the more I went to these shiurim, I started seeing that there's a lot of stuff that's, that's left out, that they don't talk about in certain yeshivas, certain yeshivas focus on this and not on that, and some on this and not on that. But in terms of not skipping any pages, like from the beginning to the end, and all of it is important, and, all, and some of it is more important. And as if we know, for example, the first pasuk in Chumash, let's see how the Torah begins. The Torah begins in the beginning, Hashem created heaven and earth. So the Medrash asks, this isn't the storybook or a history, this is the Torah. This is supposed to teach us mitz laws. Why doesn't it start from HaChodesh HaZelochem? So the Medrash answers, because Hashem knew there's going to come a time when the Goyim are going to say, we were here first, and Hashem wants to make it perfectly clear that I'm the landlord. I own this place. I created everything. It's all mine. I have the right to lease it out to whoever I want, and I have the right at any point to say your lease is over. So the first line in the Torah, Hashem created heaven and earth, is there to tell us about Eretz Yisrael that there's a place called Eretz Yisrael that, belong, that Hashem once should be belong to Klal Yisrael. And no one should ever be able to make a claim that they were here first. Even if they were here first, it wouldn't matter. It doesn't matter at all, period. So the Torah begins with Eretz Yisrael. And then when we speak about Moshe Rabbeinu, un, un, uh, no one would deny that Moshe Rabbeinu is the outstanding Jew in the Torah, and the Torah tells us that out of all the things that he was misspelled for in his life, this is the thing that he put everything he could into it. You know, it says, Vo'eschanan, El Hashem. The, the, the Medrash says, Vo'eschanan is 550 tefillah. That he, he went the full spectrum of tefillah, pleading with Hashem, begging Hashem to let him come into Eretz Yisrael. Why? What's so bad about tefillah? What's so bad? Well, I mean, you're putting on tefillah every day. So what? So what? Not going to, it's, it's the end of the world? The answer is yes, it's, it's the end. He, he thought it was. He thought it was worth putting everything he could into it. And there's a sefer, Megala Amukois, an incredible sefer that was written by one of the rabbis in the 1600s, that's, who was a tremendous goin in Nigla and Nister of Torah. And he writes 252 chapters explaining why Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to get Teretz Yisrael, What's so unique, what's so special about Eretz Yisrael that Moshe Rabbeinu wanted and what, was, and what was Hashem's response to him? How did Hashem explain to him why it's not good for him to get in there now? Incredible Sefer that's quoted pretty often in Likutei Moran and in other Sforim. Why 252? Because Hashem's response was, Rav Loch, you have enough, you have enough. 
What you have till now is enough. You don't need this now. Rav Loch is 252. So this rabbi wrote 252 chapters explaining, showing in the words in Moshe Rabbeinu's tefillah what was so special about Eretz Yisrael that he wanted to get there. And in Hashem's response, why it's not good for you or not good for Klal Yisrael if you were to get there now. You know, period. Stop me at any time, seriously, if there's any questions or any comments, you know, open, really. There's a Mishnah in Kalim where the Mishnah says there's ten levels of holiness in the world. Level one, Eretz Yisrael. What about Borough Park? What about... They didn't know about Borough... It, it doesn't say that. It says level one is Eretz Yisrael. Level two is Yerushalayim. Level three is the Harabite. And it continues until you get to the Kodesh HaKadoshim, you know, the whole, which is the highest level of Kedusha in the world, you know, where the Kohen Gadol is able to go in there once a year, period. And the rest of the world, the Gemara refers to as Chutz, outside. There's inside and outside. Inside is Eretz Yisrael. Out, this little, you look at, there are maps in the Middle East that don't show Eretz Yisrael because it's so tiny, you know, the, it's, it's like a, it's like Boropa, it's like a neighborhood compared to Sirius, all of these huge countries around it. But we know that this is the Tachlis of the whole world. You know, this is the first Pasik in the Torah is all about Eretz Yisrael. And ten levels of holiness, it starts with Eretz Yisrael. The Gemara says that the, the Tanoim, when they would come to Eretz, when they would go from Bovel to Eretz Yisrael, they would pick up the stones. And when they felt that the stones were like steel, they knew they were in Eretz Yisrael, you know, heavier, much heavier stones. And they would kiss the stones of Eretz Yisrael like you kissed Philem, like you kissed Sitz, you know, that, that, a kiss of mezuzah, that, that kind of thing. That level of holiness attributed to it. Now, the Gemara says, there's a famous Gemara, where the Gemara says that there are three, um, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yehoizal said, that there are three things that are nikness b'isurin. It don't come easy. It don't come easy. What are the three things? Torah, Eretz Yisrael, and Olam Haba. And the Gemara brings Psukim to show, to show clearly that these things come with difficulty, not easy, not easy. Klal Yisrael, before getting to Eretz Yisrael, went through 40 years in the mid, you know, all kinds of stuff. And most people, I, I don't know if I know anybody that I met, that came to Eretz Yisrael, even to visit, just to visit Eretz Yisrael, and certainly to live in Eretz Yisrael, that didn't encounter some difficulties, some struggles, different struggles, different tests. Two points on that. No. What? what? No, no, no. So say if the bus ride, the bus ride. <laughs> Each person, some people fear of playing, all kind, everyone has their, their thing, their thing, their, their issues, you know, of difficulties. Certain great tzaddikim, the Vilna Goyim, tried to get to Eretz Yisrael and wasn't successful. The Baal Shem Tov tried to, you know, great tzaddikim who tried, you know, and, and weren't able to get here. So there's a, the, every, everybody knows this in, in Tehillim. Dovar Amel says, Achas sho'alti Hashem There's one thing that I ask Hashem for, and this is what I'm really seeking. What is it? Shifti Hashem kol That's what I want. I want to be in the base Hashem to look at the Noyam Hashem or the Vakir Beicholoi. So the Sifrei Kabbal explain what Noyam Hashem is, what Heicholoi is, that there's an upper Shechina and a lower Shechina, and he knew that in Eretz Yisrael you can connect in, in these in these through these three things you connect connect to both of them. So the Arizal says that the word Achas, the Aleph is Eretz Yisrael. The ches is chaye oilam haba, that's the wording in the Gemara, and the tough is Torah. That this is why Dovar HaMelech said, if you want to know what I'm really asking for, this is what I'm asking for. I want to, because I know that these three are, this is the base Hashem, this is inside. This is in the, there's in, in, the, in the house, in-house and out-of-house. This is in-house and out-of-house. There's, there's a Pasuk in Chumash where it says, Tomid, we're here again, Chumash Dvarim. We're, we're coming to the second half of, of Chumash Bamidbar now. We're going to go into the heavy summer. We're going to be doing Dvarim until Rosh Hashanah, until Suk, until Simchas Torah when we finish. Chumash Dvarim, almost every parsha 
is 60% Eretz Yisrael. Talking about Eretz Yisrael, going to Eretz Yisrael. Moshe Rabbeinu is saying, if we do this, we're going to get to Eretz Yisrael. If not, we're not. You know, back in all, all kinds of incredible things. One of the psukim there says, Tomid ene Hashem that the eyes of Hashem are focused and concentrated on Eretz Yisrael. <laughs> you know, more than more than. Now, does this mean that Hashem ignores the rest of the world? Chas v'shalom, chas v'shalom. But there's a, a different level of hashgacha prati. There's a different level of hands-on. Just like the, the Gemara says that there's 70 nations, each one of these nations has a representative angel in the ups, Lamala. The representative angel of Klal Yisrael is Hashem, Hashem himself. <coughs> so here also, each place has its connection. Eretz Yisrael has a stronger connection. You know, this hashgacha prati, this hands-on. Usually, it, it, it can result in bracha, it can result in difficulty. There's a Pasuk in Tehillim where the Pasuk says, Ulecha Hashem hachesed ki ato tishalem You, Hashem, are kind in that you pay each person, you reward each person according to their actions. Does that make sense? Is that kindness? If you reward a person according to their actions, is that kindness or is that fairness, justice? Paying a person according to their actions. Is that kindness or, ju- or fairness? Fairness, no? If he's paying it off in this world, it's kindness. And if he's, and if he's, and yeah, no. if, if he's getting his taken in this world, yeah. it's kindness. It's lesson. Why? Why? The words key. I'm sorry? That, that's already a deeper explanation yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah but I'm saying simple, simple yeah. translation. Hashem says, I'll pay you according to your actions. You do a mitzvah, you get a, you get a, a lollipop. You do an avir, you get smacked. That's not kind. Where's the chesed? So one of the explanations is that even when Hashem punishes a person, the Gemara says, Hashem does it midah keneged midah. Why? Because then you know what to correct. Then you could know what you have to repair. If you just smack, so you, you hit somebody, and he doesn't, and the person doesn't know what they did wrong, they have no way of being able to, to, to correct it. That kind of thing. So this kiato teshalim leishkemaseyu is is a kindness. If it gives me, if it's rehab, we know that the, the whole prison system is is baloney. It's supposed to be rehab, and it's not rehabilitating anything because the guy doesn't know why he's, you know, all kinds of mess and everything, every kind of injustice in the world, you know. So the, the last letters of Ato Teshalem Leishkem Aseyu also make up the word Mashehu, that, that don't think Hashem pays you according to, a person does a sin that registers a, a 50,000 in heaven, if Hashem hit us with 50,000, we'd be underground, we'd be finished. Hashem is a Mashehu, a ma- fractional, fractional. You did this, you deserve a $50,000 fine, I'll give you a $50 fine, so that you get the message, you get the, a hint. Hashem's giving you a hint, a pinch, to let you know to, to get your act together. And I remember my Rebbe, Rebbe Michal Dorfman, once said that he had a friend who grew up in Russia, communist Russia, Jewish home, and, and in communist times, he didn't have any yeshivas or stuff. So he got involved in theater, theater. And he was a star, you know, he rose, you know, became famous and everything. As, and in communist Russia, if he became famous, he ended up in jail. You know, at some point they put you in prison. And jail there wasn't like jail in, you know, with color TV and, you know, the things you have today, you know, your choice of 12 choices, different coffees and stuff. Jail there was real jail. So he said that th- this person told him that, I, he said to Hashem, I know what you want. I know why I'm here. If you get me out of here... I'm going to change. And sure enough, he was Choser B'tshuva. You know, he got out miraculously somehow, you know, and he changed. He got the message. Sometimes a person gets the message, and unfortunately, some people don't. By some people, when Hashem gives them a pinch, they use it as an excuse to say there's no Hashem, there's no God, and, you know, they, they get further away. And if a person is Zoycha, they take the hint and they use it as an opportunity. You know, it's, it's, not a, it's an opportunity to be able to, to come close. Okay, let's talk Yiddish. Let's talk basic Yiddish guide. The Gemara says at the end of Marcus that there were different people who tried to shrink the Torah to its most basic elements. Dovra Melech, there's a chapter in Tilim where he says, Mi Yogur Bo'alecho, who is qualified to be in Gan Eden? And he lists 15 things there. 
Poilech Tzedek, Poil Tzedek, this, that. Then the Gemara says, or, or 11. Then the Gemara says, somebody else got it down to six. And then the Gemara says, Bo Chavaku Kanovi Vemidon Alachas. Chavaku came along and he shrank it to one point, that one thing that's clearly the whole Torah. What is it? Emuna. Vetzadik Be'emunasa Yechia. Vetzadik lives with his Emuna. And there's a Pasuk in Tehillim. Kol Mitzvaisecha Emuna. That all of the mitzvahs, what it's really all about is faith in Hashem. Meaning that, number one, if a person does a mitzvah, if a person, if a person treats his parents nicely, he brings them coffee and he does this and he says, I'm doing this, I'm doing it because I feel it's the right thing to do. It's a nice, I want to mean, I feel gratitude to my parents. You know, the Ramban writes, he's, he's not, it, it's not, a, a mitzvah is mipnei Torah amra. I'm doing it because Hashem said so. If Hashem told me to spill the coffee on my father, chas v'shan, I would do that. I would do that. Hashem said, wipe out Amalek, men, women, and children, and cats. Don't leave an animal. And somebody didn't finish the job, and he was punished severely. He made a terrible mistake. That's why we had a point. Klal Yisrael was almost wiped out because Shaul HaMelech didn't finish the job. He left Agag alive for one night, and, and that's why we have a Purim. We, we almost didn't have a Purim. We almost had a, a Kapara, you know, Rahman al-Islam, the whole Klal Yisrael. So, so the what 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 Yiddish, what the Torah is really At least all we got about. Out of it. Right, it's true, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> but but it was pretty it was pretty dangerous. The Gemara says that you know that we were in very very deep trouble at the time. <laughs> <laughs> we bring Chami along for the simple. Okay. Need need every ingredient. Purim's every day by Chami. <laughs> so so. The, the, reason, the, if, if, the reason why we're doing mitzvahs is because we believe. We believe in Hashem. We believe Hashem gave the Torah to Moshe Rabbein on Har Sinai. And, and not just that, what we believe that Torah Shabbat Peh, the Aseris Hadibris begins with the words, Vayedaber Elikim es kol hadvorim ho'el elemor. <coughs> so the Medrash says, why doesn't just, Vayedaber Elikim es hadvorim ho'el What What's es kol? to teach us that everything that would appear in the Torah Shabal Peh, everything in the Gemara, everything in the Shulchan Aruch, everything in the Igros Moshe, was given to Moshe Rabbeinu on Har Sinai. The whole package was, is divine wisdom. It's the wisdom of Hashem, literally. <coughs> so now, is there a place? Is there a place that's more, better suited for Emunah and a place that's less suited for Emunah? There's a Pasuk, Shechon Eretz, live in the land and be nourished with faith. People live and the Gemara is living in Eretz Yisrael. You, 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 do the, you do the mathematics. One plus one doesn't equal two. One plus one equals twelve. You see people, Belia and Haro, who have ten children, twelve, eight children, and the father is in Kolel, and the grandfather is in Kolel, and I don't understand. It's not possible. We have a we have a control. We have an accountant here, right? We have a chief financial officer. Can such a thing? Can such a thing work? Can you figure out how such a thing could possibly work? Ne- neither have any of us. But but I was talking to a friend of mine a few days ago who was in uh, on the Upper West Side, and he lived on the West Side 20, 30 years ago. He lives in Chicago today, and he he came to the West Side to meet his ex-wife, or, and he says he can't believe what he sees there. He never saw so many homeless, so many homeless people in the street. There's got to be a rich bear somewhere along the line. <laughs> Who? This guy? Yeah. His, his, his wife's parents are very wealthy from the square. <laughs> but, but ah, you talk, no, you're talking about the the, the, the colon and the Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always got to be a rich bear not, not true. I'll, we'll go for a while. I'll take him to houses. And you'll see there, somehow, somehow Hashem makes it work in many cases. It's not always easy. I'm not saying there isn't struggle involved. But many of these people, you'll go into some of these homes in Mayasharm, in Beit, wherever it is, you'll see people sitting down to their table, you'll see people sitting down to their table Friday night to their meal, and you will testify that the President of the United States or the King of England doesn't have it as good as them, doesn't have the pleasure of sitting at a table with his kids and singing Zmiris and eating their little piece of gefilte fish or something, and enjo- no phones, no phone, no this, enjoying each other's company. And the kids wearing their white shirts, they don't have 36 shirts, you know, to, 
they have their Shabbos shirt and they're this, you know, and, and they're happy, you know, happy and enjoying, you know, enjoy, because there's a, a level of emuna. Rabbi Nachman once made a statement, with emuna, there's no questions. Without emuna, there's no answers. And, and a person who has emuna, their life is worth living. Their life is called living. And without emuna, it's not called living. It's not, because the minute something goes wrong, the person, how do you deal with it? How are you supposed to deal with any kind of failure or any kind of problem or any kind of suffering? A person who believes in Hashem, if something goes wrong, if I lose money or if somebody's sick, this, that, it could be kapora savoinus, it could be I have 10 re- possible reasons and have 11th reason that I don't know and it doesn't matter. In the Kuzari it says, Ilu yedativ heisiv. If you were to understand Hashem, you would be Hashem. So since you're not Hashem, it makes perfect sense that there's a lot of things going on here that we can't understand. That, that makes perfect sense. It's very logical and reasonable that since I didn't create the world and I, didn't, I can't create the human eye or human being, so of course there are things Hashem does that we can't understand. So this emuna is such an incredible, important thing and the Torah says that the place that's most mesugal for it is Eretz Yisrael. Shon Eretz Ura That this is a place where it comes more natural than a... doesn't mean that people who don't live in Eretz Yisrael don't believe in Hashem, although there's a Gemara at the end of Ksubis. Those, we're going into Ksubis now in Dafyomi. All the way at the end, there's a few pages there about the Hashivas of Eretz Yisrael. And the Gemara says there an incredible statement. Kol Hador be Eretz Yisrael a person who lives in Eretz Yisrael, it's like they have Hashem. And a person who doesn't live in Eretz Yisrael, it's like they don't have Hashem. Although, I want to make it perfectly clear, and not my own words, Rabbi Nachman writes this, and Rabbi Nassim writes this in, in very clear terms. <coughs> that Rabbi Nachman encouraged his students to, to come to Eretz Yisrael, to visit Eretz Yisrael, and to live in Eretz Yisrael. For those who can, for those who can, to be zeichet, to live in Eretz Yisrael is, is a tremendous, tremendous thing. And for those who cannot, or shouldn't, shouldn't, f- to visit Eretz Yisrael and, and to have kisufen, to want to get to Eretz Yisrael. We see Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't go to Eretz Yisrael, but that didn't stop him from wanting it, from davening for it. We daven for it every day in Shmon Esrei, in before, and here again, Emuna. Which tefillah that we say three, twice a day, three times a day, is the most basic tefillah of Emuna, where we express our Emuna in Hashem? Excuse me? V'yatsev Enochim? Close, Modim. I'm talking emuna in Hashem. Keep it simple. Emuna, where we express that we believe in Hashem. There we go. Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. Seriously, that's the most basic, basic, basic. Before the Shema, right before the Shema, Vahavienu l'sholoi me'arba kanfei sa'oretz v'sayilicheinu me'herok mizratzeinu. Why? What, what's what? Because there's a connection. There's a connection that coming to Eretz Yisrael is coming to the center of Emuna of the world. Literally, the center of Emuna of the world. The Beis Hamikdash. It says, Shalosh Pomen Bashana three times a year. A year has to come to Eretz Yisrael. Es Pnei Hashem To see Hashem's face. Yeroz Kola, Es Pnei Hashem Can anybody explain to me what that means? What does it mean, seeing the face of Hashem? Excuse me? Uh, how? What? Give me, come on. When you're here, you see uh, what I show, what, what's going on here and uh, what, what Hashem created. You're almost hitting the nail on the head. I'm serious. Why? So I'm saying. The Shekhinah showed it. How do you see the Shekhinah? What does Shekhinah look Is it purple or is it green with yellow polka? How do I very nice. You, you're, you're not answering my question. The, the, the Pasik says, the Pasik says, the Pasik, well, excuse me, but it, but it says, 
Go there to see Hashem. The, those, the, see the people living with Hashem over here. You're almost hitting, Yossi? Seeing the miracles. See, there's the a miracles. mission in Perkeovos. There's a mission Perkeovos says that in the basement, you know what the basement was? It was a place of miracles. There were 10 miracles going on in the basement on a constant basis. Remember? 10 miracles. Excuse me? Can you see that? Pirkei Avos? Yeah, exactly. In Yerushalayim, no, and no flies, shechting meat and blood all day. No air conditioning. They didn't have no air conditioning. No fly. They never saw a fly. The mission was 10 miracles. That's called seeing Hashem. The Arizal Today we don't see them. Oh, who doesn't see? We were just talking at breakfast that there were people who said they, they saw some I, things. I see them. I'm saying they don't see them. No oh, <laughs> how dare you? What you what? You're talking about my get. Don't you dare say it. Are you to kidding? To see what? To see Hashem. To see, the mir- to see miracles here. To oh, see Lamalam and Hateva. The Arizal says that the word Hateva, Hateva means nature. The word Hateva is Bigimatria Elohim. Elohim is Hashem's name of Midas Hadin. Midas Hadin means when Hashem turns his back on us. Pono Oirefelenu. In the Chumash you have it, in Yesitter you have it, many cases where it says, uh, we say, Penei Eli Vuchonani. Hashem, please look at me. Yoer Hashem Pono Veilech. Hashem, show me your face. What's Hashem's face? The answer is the Midas Hachesed. That's Hashem's face. When Hashem shows kindness, it's, it's his face. When Hashem shows Midas Adin, it's the back of his head. Now here again, where, when do, where do you see the kindness? When Hashem suddenly grabs the wheel, he shuts the autopilot, and he makes a quick turn, you know. And everybody sees that, that this is Hashem. Kriyas Yamsuf, whenever there's a miracle, a miracle, wow, wow. The Six-Day War. Well, I don't know if you... Wasn't it a lot... E- sorry. It wasn't it a lot easier, I'm saying, back then, 3,000 3, years ago, or however long ago, they literally saw miracles daily. So we hear of a story. This person needed this, and, and, and something happened, and it's a gavali. But on, on the daily, how many, times, how many times on the daily are you literally seeing the hand of the So yes... You could say, oh, that I made this bus and I did all these things are like, Hashem must have made it happen, 100%. But they literally saw Hashem Shekhinah. How? How did they say, how did? Sinai, what do you mean? Well, I'm asking you, what did they see? No, what? no, no, I'm saying we, we're, we're passed down, we're told. You're right. The, 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 the Alta Alta Zeta You're was quoting there. the Pasuk and Tillam where it says, Shemoya Shemano, we heard that there were miracles in the past. You know what? But, but here again, what, what did they see? They saw, so it, it says it, that a Har Sinai, Everybody was cured. Anyone who had any kind of illness, a person who was blind, it says, V'chol ha'om ro'in, which means any person who was sick, they were healed. They were healed. And again it says, V'chol ha'om ro'in es ha'koylois. They saw the sounds. Did you ever see sound? We know scientists today, we talk, what, now we know that sound, there's sound waves and everything, you can see it on a computer. They didn't have computers. Hashem made a miracle that they were able to see sound, sound way, all kinds. There were miracles. But we're told they were able to see that. That's what I'm saying. So, like, you know, you know, broken telephone? Yes. So I tell him something, he tells it around the room. By the time yes. it gets to you, it's a whole different mindset. The answer is, we're coming back to what we said earlier. I don't know if you said, V'anoichi hastir astir esponai bayom hahu. The Torah says, as we get further away from Matan Torah, as we get further away from the time of the Beis Hamikdash, as we get further away from that time, Hashem is going to become more and more hidden. We're not going to see as clearly. You're right. That's the test. That they saw it, they saw it much more clearly. It still exists, but it's much more hidden now than ever before. Like, is it because, I, mean, I don't know if you can say that, but the further you live away from, you know, from, from the place of the Maharabi, the further you Exactly, a hundred percent, and it's written on both levels that as we get closer and further away from the from the from the time of the base mikdash, less and less visibility, less and less ability to see Hashem, to see the miracles. 
And here I want to come to a point that will tie three things together. All these sifts form of Machshava, right? They write about that this world is based on three principles. Time, space, and matter. Time, we have different units. A year, a month, uh, an hour, a day. What's the holiest time of the year? Think before you answer. Think before you answer. Careful. Shabbos, Yom Kippur, huh? By Neila. On Friday night, we're going to make Kiddush. We're going to say Kihu Yom Tchila LeMikroi Kodesh. That Shabbos is called Tchila, number one of all the holidays. Yom Kippur is called Shabbos Shabbosin. Yom Kippur, all the Yomim Toivim draw their Kedusha from Shabbos. Shabbos is Skila. We know there's different levels of punishment in the Torah. Kores is pretty serious, but Skila is much more Shabbos is the top, the king of all the Yom. The highest Kedusha is Shabbos, Shabbos Kodesh. Rosh Hashanah, everything, it receives from Shabbos. That's time. The holiest place on earth, we mentioned, is Eretz Yisrael. Now there's four levels of creation. There's doimim, inanimate objects, tsoimeach, plants, chai, animals, medaber, the highest. What's the highest of all four of these? Medaber. Within medaber, what's the highest? Adam. Adam. Within Adam, the highest? A Jew. Within Yisrael? Koen Gadol or Tzadik. Koen Gotel is, there's a possible key, Sifse Koen Yishmeru Das, the Torah of Akshmi Piu, Kimalach Hashem Tzvokas. The Gemara says that means a tzaddik, a rabbi, a, a true, a true Talmud Chacham. Because as, impo- as special as the Koen Gotel is, is there something higher, th- is there someone or something higher than the Koen Gotel? No. There's a Pasuk in Mishlei, Yekorahi Mipninim. What is, what is, we call it? The Torah is more precious than the Koen Gadol who went Lifnai Velifnim Pninim. Meaning, a true Talmud Chacham. We're not talking about, we're talking about the Moshe Rabbeinu. We're talking about the real, real high-level Tzadikim is more precious than the Koen Gadol, on a higher level than the Koen Gadol. So let's say a Koen Gadol on the Arts versus the Talmud Chacham, the Talmud Chacham takes precedence. But if it's a Kohen Gadol, not Amar, and if Class A Tamachach, the Tamachach will still take precedence by eventually? No, you're, you're right. That right if, but if it's a Kohen then, then, then if you have a Class, if you have a Gadol then Pashas, the, the Gadol Adar would take precedence. A hundred percent. The only exception to that, as yeah. far as I know, is when it comes to getting called up to the Torah. The Gemara says, and the Shulchan Aruch says, that, that properly, no question, the covet for a Talmud Chacham is the most important thing in the world. Not just the Yiddash but because of Shalom. Because we don't want Machlaikas. Because your Rebbe is in town, and his Rebbe is in town, and now they're both in the same shul, and you say your Rebbe should get the Aliyah, because his Rebbe is a nobody, nothing compared to my Rebbe. So the, the Gemara said that Shalom is so important, listen to this, and especially in a shul, in a shul, there's nothing more important than shalom. And for the sake of shalom, we'll even put the cover of a Talmud Chacham aside. It's Koyen Levi Yisrael. Not, not, I don't care who's there. Koyen, that's an incredible Chiddush, which emphasizes all of us who go to shul today and know that one of the issues in shuls is... The is not sure if there's a Exactly, exactly. And one of the issues in shuls is that not everybody knows this. And not everybody's smart enough to put aside their own kavod and to know that there's no kavod. The only kavod here is Hashem. There's no such thing as you know who I am and you know who my Rebbe and my father and None of that stuff. I have your side. My your side is more important. You know, none of that. You know, Sholem is the most important thing. So getting back to our point, so the Talmud Chacham, the Tzaddik, is the highest unit within creation. So we have Shabbos in time, we have Eretz Yisroel in location, and we have the Tzaddik in, in levels of huma- you know, levels of creation. All of these are very much connected to each other. In, in the Zohar Kodesh, Rabbi Shimon had different groups of Talmidim. In the end, he had a group of six Talmidim who were the closest ones to him. And together, most of the Zohar Kodesh is, is with them. So at one point, they look at him and they say to him, Antu Shabbos the Kula Yoimi. You are the Shabbos, 
with the six days of the week. Just like the whole bracha, the whole week, comes from Shabbos, we receive all of our hashpah from you. You're the Shabbos. So we see again that the tzaddik is called Shabbos. That just like Shabbos, we're going to say on Friday night, so to a tzaddik is mekoyer habracha. We go to a tzaddik, the Gemara says, this isn't a chassidish a minute. In the Gemara, they went to a town, Reb Shemayichayzal told his son, there's big rabbis in town, go get a bracha from them. Because a tzaddik, just like Shabbos, is mekoyer habracha in time, the tzaddik is mekoyer habracha in level of creation. He's the top of the pyramid in doimem tzameh. All of them receive from him. Hashem, the source of everything is Hashem. Hashem gives to the tzaddik, and the tzaddik distributes to the rest of the world. This is not Buddhism, this is not Protestant, this is, this is authentic Judaism. There's a posuk, that all Michael, all Shefa comes from Oichel. The Zohar Kodesh says, who's called Oichel? There's a posuk, tzaddik Oichel the tzaddik is called Oichel, and therefore all hashpa shefa comes through him. We know that, that our, our founding fathers, Avram Yitzchak Yaakov, are the founders of tefillah. How does the tzaddik get this How does the tzaddik get bracha? He's mispalel. Any time that anyone in the Torah needed something, they davened for it. Elisha Novi made a miracle. The Gemara says, how did he make the miracle? How did he do it? Elisha David, Berachmi who David, through his tefillah. He prayed for it, and he got it. So if you look in the Gemara, the three forefathers gave us shachris min chamarev, right? <clears throat> by, by each one, the Torah uses a different verb. By Avram Avinu, it says, El hamokoim asher omad shom. He went back to the place where he stood. The Gemara says, Ein amida el tefillah. The Sfarim called Shmon Esrei amida. Praying the amida means davening Shmon Esrei. By Yitzchak, it says, the Gemara says, By Yaakov Avinu says, He suddenly came upon this, the place. The Gemara says, And the Gemara proves it. The Vayol and we also do in So these three words, Sicha, Pegia, Amida, the first letters are Shefa, Shefa that all shefa, all bounty, all sustenance comes to the world through tefillah. Whose tefillah? Everyone's tefillah, but especially the tzaddikim. The Gemara says, who says this? Is this chasidah shemaisis? No, it's the Gemara. The Gemara says, kol The entire world is receiving its parnasa, its shefa, because of my son, Chanina. Chanino ben Do- Rabbi Chanino ben Doisa. And he's satisfied with the minimum. He's willing to give away 99% of what should be coming to him that Claudius Yisrael should get Shefa. Tzadikim accept upon themselves sometimes poverty or difficulty. You wonder why in the world is he suffering? Why in the world, you know, if he's such a big tzaddik? One of the reasons is sometimes because he wants to make it available to the rest of Claudius Yisrael. Some people who aren't deserving necessarily and he wants to use his chus to help them. So we covered, we spoke about Shabbos, we spoke about the Tzabik, and Eretz Yisroel. The center of She... The Gemara says that Eretz Yisroel, Nizoin Tchila. Eretz Yisroel receives from Hashem first, and then what's left over goes to the rest of the world. And the, so, so the question is, God, one minute, give me a break here. What about all of these fundraisers that get on a plane to leave Eretz Yisrael and they're going to Silver Spring and they're going to Lakewood and they're going to, to the moon? They're going to... So who, who are we kidding here? The Zohar Kodesh says, let me explain. We're not kidding. If the source of she- if Eretz Yisrael gets all the Shefa first, why would people in Eretz Yisrael, why would all the yeshivas in Eretz Yisrael have to go to America to, to get financial help? This is the Makoyer Habracha. Eretz Yisrael is the source. Eretz Yisrael needs on Tira. Meaning the and everything, and that's where the Rebbein Shalom That's where the That's where they're able to actually get the money. Meaning, it's hand in hand. 
It's it's no. They're doing what's being asked. They're doing a shabbos by going to America. They're doing they're doing a shabbos by going to America to actually put it in their pocket. But the the, the actual money that's given to them is way predetermined what they get on the flight. Excuse me. Excuse who said who? Eretz Yisrael needs Shomim, the beginning of Masech Tainus, it's talking about get rain and, and, and food and tour. Uh, seriously, I'm, I'm not, you know. Because the Shah was giving it up. Like, Hamil, like, like he, he gave up the Shusim. Close. To, Close. Oh, everything you're saying, I believe, has some validity. Comes from how, how? How does it work? So listen carefully. I'll, I'll, give you the, I'll give you an answer, and you'll see it makes a lot of sense. The Zohar Kodesh says, it's like we just had coffee here, or over here, they give you co- what kind of coffee oh. and paper cup? What are they, nuts? <laughs> what happened to cups and sauces? Yeah. We, we, we got to go to the Ritz, so, so the Ritz Carlton in Uman. Once upon a <laughs> Next trip, I'm, I'm expecting breakfast and lunch at that other place. Chas <laughs> v'shem, <laughs> all baloney, all baloney. This is great. A cup and a saucer. You have a cup and a saucer. When you fill up the cup to the top and it overflows, it goes into the saucer. Eretz Yisrael is the cup. This is not my words. The Zohar Kodesh explains this. Eretz Yisrael is the cup. The rest of the world is the saucer. Hashem first fills up the cup to the top and the rest, after he keeps pouring, that's when the rest of the world gets. However, what happens when there's a hole in the cup? What happens when the cup has a hole in it? Yeah, drink it really quick. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a hole in the cup. We who are living in Eretz Yisrael today are living without a Beis HaMikdash, number one, and we're living without a government, and we're living without a lot of... And we're, we're far from... We're Hastara Shebetoy Hastara. With all the yeshivas... So more there? <laughs> the answer is chutz. Therefore, the shefa of Eretz Yisrael... Has spilled out into Chutzlaritz. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. One hundred percent. Why should you go there? At least the main part here. I mean, I'm, I'm showing. I'm showing you seriously. Think for a minute. This is the way the Zorikosh explains it. There's a hole in the cup. When there's a hole in the cup, it spills out. So that when people from Eretz Yisrael are going to Chutzlar, it's asking for help, they're trying to bring back some of that shefa that should have been in Eretz Yisrael that we forfeited, that we lost. One second. The way I would have said it would be that there's Gula and there's Golas. And Golas is when, 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 like we know during the time of Gula and Shomel Melech that the sky was clear, the fruits were bigger. No, no, no. Yes, yes, yes. The Maral says the Gaal is an Aleph, that everything comes back to the center and, and Gala, but the hay is that it goes to the Arba Kamfos of Arts, it's Beza. It's where Nizman Pizer, that, that, that's what Teva rules and not, and not, and not, and not Ruchis. Not the Pshat that it comes there, it's not spreads out. The Pshat is that, 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 that there's a Hastara, and when there's a Hastara, the Chitzayim are there, Mela, the world of Teva is dominant, not the world of Ruchni is. What, what you're saying is 100% right. No, it's, 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 it's a. Off, the way you're, you're no, the Pshat no, no. Here, it's lost where it's or the Pshat is, is that there's no Ashwa coming in, Mela, the Elma Teva is what's Shailan in, 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 in this world. That, that, that's, the, that's the way, that's the way you're describing it. It's a similar concept. But again, the way the Zohar Kodesh says it, that this is the explanation. That when things were good, like you said, during the time of Shloim Amel, during the times when we were behaving properly, the cup got filled to the top. The bracha was obvious that it was in Eretz Yisrael. No question. And, and, and when it continued to flow, the rest of the world benefited. But now that we're in Golas, we're not, not Geula, there's Golas in our Rahman al-San, which is Hastara like this and all of that. that. That's why majority of the Shefa is not. And we have to go there to bring it back, to support the yeshivas and the shuls and the Talmidei Chachamim, etc., in Eretz Yisrael. And that's one of the ways, that's one of many ways, that people that are not in Eretz Yisrael are connected to Eretz Yisrael by helping, by supporting what's going on in Eretz Yisrael. Another way is every time you daven Shmones, every time you daven, the Pasuk says, People all over the world face Eretz Yisrael when you're davening Shmonesrei because we know that all the tefillahs everywhere in the world do not go up. They make two stops. They make two stops before going up to Shemayim. What are the two stops? Where in Eretz Yisrael? Two locations. 
I'm sorry? The Koisel Maravi and Mora Samach Every Tfilet, as Zohar Kodesh says, from all over the world, before it goes up to Shamayim, makes two stops. I'm not, I don't remember. I don't remember, but those are the two stops. The, the base Samikdash. Excuse me? Exactly. And that's the founders of Tfilet. Avram Yitzhak Yaakov. Yes. This is an introduction. This is a sefer of about 400 pages called Eretz Yisrael, just based on, on Rabbi Nachman's discussions, like uh, 50 different discussions about how special Eretz Yisrael is. This is a sefer that one of Rabbi Nachman's students, Rabbi Nachman Shirin, traveled, he made a trip to Eretz Yisrael, and when he came back, he was so excited that he took the entire Likut Imran, Rabbi Nach, all of Rabbi Nachman's shiurim on every different topic and showed how it's all in Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael includes every facet of Yiddishkeit. To fill everything, anything you want to say about Yiddishkeit, there are psukim and gemar to show this is Eretz Yisrael. It's, it's a privilege, seriously. You're very blessed to be able to be here now, Baruch Hashem, to leave your wives. There's different levels of Mesiris Nefesh. A guy leaves his bedroom, his, with all the due respect to the plaza and the Waldorf. When a person's in transit, they're not at home. They're leaving the comforts of home and to come to Eretz Yisrael. It's something that Hashem loves. Siri, Hashem loves and respects. Hashem should help you, should get all the benefits, all the benefits of being here for yourselves, for your families. You should bring, bring there full pockets of bracha and shefa and emuna and everything good. And my Rebbe, Rav Rosenfeld, whenever anybody was leaving Eretz Yisrael, he would say, have a safe trip back to Eretz Yisrael. Meaning, a Jew is never traveling, I'm not going to America, You're not go, you don't go to America. I'm going to Eretz Yisrael, I'm going via America. I have to be there for a week, six months, it doesn't matter how long. But you ask me where I'm going, a Jew is going to Eretz Yisrael. All of us, all of Klai Yisrael should be so to come here soon with the Gula Shlema. Coming with Moshiach, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here.